direct from the web, it's Billy Masters Live. And now, please welcome your host, Billy Masters. headphones. Hey everybody, welcome to Billy Masters Live. I am of course Billy Masters. This is our year-end edition. We're going to look back at 2020, which means this is the last time I will get to say today is Tuesday, December 29th, 2020. It is our last show of 2020. I say that now, but I've got a list of what this show is. You know, there's a breakdown of the show and, um, you know, there's a whole little clock, as we say in the business. And um, we'll see if we can get through everything. There's a lot going on today. But I am thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to be here with all of you. I would say that um, as, to quote Queen Elizabeth, the year was um, an Annus Horribilis. Um, and, you know, that's a badass I have to also say that it has been a great year because I have got to spend it with all of you, which is, you may not believe me, has really been a joy and a pleasure. It's also been an exhaustion. So you're watching all of this. So now we're in this studio, as you can see, the glamour of television. But this is not how this show began. Actually, nothing about this show was the way I envisioned it. I thought that I was going to do it like sort of a talk radio show, that I was just going to talk to the fans every day. I was going to answer questions. We'd have scintillating conversations. And um, I quickly found out that, you know, here's this thing about show business. Something is going to turn into what it wants to turn into, whether you want it to or not. So here's how I would like to just look back. Oh, my God. First, I have to look back. I have to get rid of the date. You know, last show, I left the date on a long time. Anyway, so let's look back at the very first show that I did, um, which was at night. And I was here in my parent, my childhood bedroom in my parents' house in a Boston suburb. I had just had surgery. Uh, I did not have a green screen. I didn't have a good camera, but we were doing the best we could. So uh, take a look at this, kids. Okay, I'm still knocking things over. You know, that's what uh, After Dark means. If Billy doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, hold on. If you notice, people who miss the afternoon, uh, I am rocking one arm. I've got an arm in a sling. I had surgery. I'm fine. And nobody. Okay, there we go. We're back. Ooh, children, let me tell you a little story. Nate, five guys, burgers, look. So now you've got five guys touching your burger. Here's my thing about takeout. I don't know how many people are touching it. At five guys, there's the one that unpacks the meat. Then there's somebody that's making the patties. Then there's somebody who's cooking. Then there's somebody who's packaging everything up. So I, uh, I don't know. It's a lot of hands on my meat. And right now, I don't need that. See, now that's what I thought this show was going to be. Me talking about people's hands on my meat. It's not the show that it turned into. 
didn't think we'd have famous people here. We didn't think that we were going to do anything like that. I thought I was just going to babble, which I'm doing right now. But very shortly thereafter, I um, started inviting friends who are uh, performers and celebrated in their field of expertise. And um, so many of the people I know were involved in the musical Hairspray. So I thought that... um, why not invite them together and why not play and do a reading of a scene? And thus, the Billy Masters players were born. And here's the first reading we ever did. Take a look. This is, um, it's me, Andrea Martin, Bruce Valanche, and Mark Shaman who wrote Hairspray. Okay, here we go. Go into the clip. Edna Turnblatt a large woman in curlers and house dress, has set up her ironing board in the middle of the already crowded living room. She is hidden behind a sheet she is folding when Prudy Pingleton, a fussy, church-going type lady, comes into the room. Enter Prudy. Edna, is my laundry ready? Who wants to know? Sure thing, hon, come on in. Get it ready for you right there. Edna fetches a neatly tied bundle and hands it to Prudy. That'll be three dollars. That's pretty pricey for a few pairs of petty pants. I'm sorry, Prudy Pingleton. There were extra charges. Some of your personal stains required pounding on a rock. <laughs> Tracy calls from the hallway as she runs up the stairs. Enter oh. Tracy and Penny. Mama, turn it on. Turn on the TV. Edna rushes to do as she's told. What in heaven's name? Tracy and Penny burst into the room and fall to their knees in front of the television. Edna checking her watch. Four o'clock. No need to ask who got detention again. Tracy slaps the TV. Come on, stupid Philco. The music blares out of the speaker and the black and white picture comes on the screen. Tracy Turnblad, mind your manners. Say hello to our guest. Hello, Mrs. Pingleton. And you, Penny? Hello, Mrs. Pingleton. I mean, mother. Teenagers. Prudy taking her laundry. Delinquents. It ain't right dancing to that colored music. Don't be silly. It ain't colored. The TV's black and white. <laughs> and see. Wait a minute. That was so much fun. <laughs> Wait, people are writing. Who's writing over here? Oh, I see. Oh, we got so yeah. many comments. Let's see. Oh, my God. You don't want to ever read comments. I know. Oh, oh no. my God. Well, okay. Before Andrea Who's goes, let's see. With the face of a canned ham. Well, <laughs> you know. We've got Matt Gissa saying, loved, uh, loved Mark backing the Sweeney sisters. There you go. That lady. Oh, my God. So we had celebrities, we had readings, we had interactions. But the very first shows, I only had my friends on. Now, I want to show you a clip. Uh, this is my friend Erin Quill, who is an actress, an activist, a writer, a bon vivant. And um, she is also half Asian. And she was having a little bit of difficulty when the coronavirus began. So take a look at this. Hey, we've got Erin Quill, actress, writer, director, teacher, and uh, Asian advocate, an LGBT advocate. And, and Asian. Oh. And Asian. And, and half Australian. Yes, yes. And Irish, there's Irish in there. 
Yep. Oh, half Irish. This has happened a couple of times. Um, as coronavirus started to, as COVID-19 started to rise, um, I started to notice that people were distancing from me and like looking at me very kind of like suspicious, you know, if it was a operetta, I was definitely, you know, the, the villain of the cat. I was the one that <laughs> you were caddish. Yes, I was exactly. I was the one that was like the tip off that I was bringing this awful thing. Right. And so I noticed um, over like probably the last month, like three month, three weeks um, that no one will sit next to me on the subway. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a nice person. Why won't anybody sit? Even in rush hour, they gave me a ton of space and I was actually happy for the leg room and the arm room, <laughs> but I was I was sad about the racism. And how long ago was this? That was like three weeks, like three, four weeks ago. But it was consistent because like I do, my son does study in New York City. So right. we go in quite a lot. So we're on the subway all the time. And it's Aaron not is even... in Long Island for people. Watching. Yeah, I'm in Long Island. I'm not right giving now. them your address. Don't worry. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I certainly didn't give them her address. But I do have Aaron Quill here right now. Hi, sweetie. Oh, I'm not hearing you, honey. Is your mute? Let's see if it's me. No, I think it's on your end. I think you've got your microphone muted, Aaron. Says oh, I'm there you go. Oh, there you are. Wait, wait. Yes, it's perfect. Hello. Hello, Aaron Quill. How are you? I'm fine. I'm on my way to um, get the oral. Uh, an extraction. I, yes, I have to get an extraction today. And I'm looking. <laughs> and like all the light is crap in this parking lot but that's all right you look fabulous well thank you i i don't i look like real washed out i don't know what to, okay. no the clothes yeah you are you're great okay so now could you see that clip of us talking about your experiences on yeah. the train when this began so i'm curious what has happened in you know almost a year well, in almost a year, the violence against Asian Americans has risen sharply in the UK. <laughs> America I'm first. just kidding. America first. Yay. Um, <laughs> so that's that's fun. And then um, in the UK, I think it's up, uh, I think they said 30%. Um, so in the UK, uh, in particular, wow. they have the second wave of coronavirus uh, right. with its little fancy addition. Um, it's upgrade. Um, oh, the mutation. Yes, I enjoy a mutation. Yeah, well, you know, it's sort of like Best Little Whorehouse Goes Public. It's not anything <laughs> you really wanted to see, right? It's uh, correct. <laughs> kind of questionable why they came up with a new version, because the old ones seem to be working pretty well. Uh, so have you had experiences on trains still? Well, I haven't been taking trains. I oh. switched to the car, but my son is eight and he's had interactions where kids have said stuff to him and like he was at summer camp which was outdoors and masked mm -hmm. distance but like he scored a goal and one of the kids said even if i could high five you i wouldn't because you're chinese and the chinese gave us coronavirus oh god and i just about dropped it. like he was very upset when i picked him up and i had it was like a whole thing um, wow so I think that they're, you know, parents need to be particularly careful, I think, about what they play on the television when the kids are around. Because I know the kid that said it. We've had sort of issues with him before. I feel like he has some other 
difficulties that, you know, I'm not privy to. But, mm-hmm. um, and these I, are kids, like you said, six, seven, eight he's area, eight, eight years old. Yeah. He's eight years old. Um, but I have seen, I just feel like, you know, if you want to be racist, that's one thing you're a grown ass adult and you know, the responsibilities and the consequences of you being racist. Like you mm-hmm. could your job, you could, but, but the thing is little kids don't understand the consequence of their parents right. or grandparents racism. And so what happens is when you go to talk to them about it or when you have to talk to them about it, um, like my son has gotten used to saying, oh, well, he doesn't like me because I'm Chinese. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that sucks. Horrible. As a parent, that, that, that sucks. And like, it's also hard because, you know, my son is very much around you and you know this very much around like LGBTQ life. And <sighs> he has a million gay uncles and aunts. He, he is like, so, I mean, he's been held by Judy Garland's daughter. Uh, yes, he has. Yeah. Judy Garland. We had uh Barbara Streisand's son held him when he was little. So he's my son. Who sang him? Who welcomed him into the world? Uh, Joan Rivers. Thank you. Joan Rivers. I think that you're marked for life. I think so. And then Mitzi Gaynor, when he was six months old, I know, right? I've got one more. Um, when he was six months old, Mitzi Gaynor sang Dite Moi to him backstage. Oh, my God. So that was, <laughs> come on. That was like, I, Who I, is our friend whose kid's godmother was like somebody, uh, Terrence and what, no, was it Terrence and what's his name? They're not together anymore. Oh, like Ca- like not Carol Channing. It was uh, Worley. Joanne Worley was like oh. God. Who is that? I forget. Somebody I we don't see anymore. Right. Exactly. We I were mean, friends with a lot of people. Anyway, yeah, it's fine. I don't need to see people anymore. Is there a positive thing that's happened because of the coronavirus in terms of this time? Is there anything think, good happening? for yeah, you? Yeah. I mean, I've had to spend some um, like been forced to spend quality time with my child which is amazing and um he's such a cool dude he's such a like little dude person you've also whored him out let's just be honest uh yes he he booked a national (laughs) commercial which they also allowed me to be in i think but not hello not because of me like fully because (laughs) of liam um he uh he recorded a voice he's actually done a ton of voiceover recordings and auditions. And then I, uh, I teach and at the university I teach, they gave me my first directing gig because they couldn't hire outside. And so I directed a play that was about the Salem witch trials. Um, it was all the rehearsals were on Zoom. A comedy. Right. Exactly. A laugh riot. You could see it. Um, and, and, and your um, website. What is your website? Oh, www.fairy. Why do I say www? Everybody knows. I know. It's, it's the it's fairyprincessdiaries.com where I talk fairyprincessdiaries.com, about fairyprincessdiaries.com. A name given to it by? Well, um, actually, Dennis Hensley gave me that name. And who was here last week? Yes, so exactly. I know. It's, so it's all look. We we the fact together. that I am the fact that I'm not Liam's father is just a mystery to me. You know, I have that conversation with Anthony Rapp about once a year. 
you know, sometimes I show, I send Anthony pictures of all the kids and I'm like, see, if we had had a child, Liam would look totally different. Because, <laughs> you know, but, you know, but like, honestly, it's just like the, love just multiplies, right? Right. And, you know, and the thing is what one of the good things is for me and that I have really enjoyed is actually while you and I always stay in touch, we've actually talked more and seen each other more. Oh, my God. We have talked about anything and everything for hours because neither of us were going anywhere. Well, no, we're both out taking walks. And so we just have to do something. So we call each other. If you go around that fountain one more time. The pond, the fucking pond. pond. Oh, my God. Right. No, so like, yeah, there's always been, and oh, and I wrote a television pilot. Hello, um, and got a television, a, a writing agent. Yeah, and got a yes. manager and everything. Yes. So like, I just finished the Bible, so hopefully we'll get it to pitch it. And it's very inclusive. I, it has Native American, it, it's the, the pitches for any executives out there watching. The Please. Pitch, what happens to America if the English never landed here in Jamestown? <gasps> Oh my God! Another comedy. I know. Well, you know what? There actually, <laughs> humor in there is a lot of humor in it because I think. Um, so the premise is like, what if the Chinese Armada did make it over here and they established? Oh, um, so like a revisionist history yeah, show. Absolutely, I love those. They did, they've done so many of those, but <sighs> yeah. Within those it's always about like one it's always about white people and two it's yeah, always like show an indigenous person either they don't speak the language or they have very little humor or or they're used kind of as a trope like you saw it a little bit with jason momoa in game of thrones where mm-hmm. he's kind of just like grunting the whole like he's speaking something dothraki i but- think that's really just how he speaks i mean i wouldn't be you know i am gonna play his sister one day i swear to god um, him and Keanu Reeves, you know what? I had this really funny thing where one years ago I was walking down the street and Keanu Reeves looks like a cousin of mine that lives in Australia. So I'm walking down the street to a callback and there's this guy and he looks just like my cousin James. And I'm like, is James in New York? And he didn't tell me. So I'm walking and I'm looking like, Hey, in, I know you. And then the, the guy kind of stops and he looks at me because he was talking to other people and he was like hey do I kind of know you and then we get closer and I realize he's Keanu Reeves and I don't know him and he realizes that I'm not whatever cousin he thought I was so missed opportunity (laughs) but he could end up in the show well that's actually true there's a there's a role in the show for Native Americans and like all the different uh, tribes. There's actually a Viking segment there's a lot of humor in it and and there's Chinese in it and, you know, there's African-American. Well, I get I don't we wouldn't call them African-Americans. They they would be we black. would not. Um, but there's a, a well, they can be Haitians or Caribbeans. So many they're islands like yes. Caribbean pirates. They're black pirates. Um, uh, well, look, Aaron, as much as I love talking to you, once we've hit black <laughs> yeah, pirates, no. I got to go and you got to get a tooth extracted. I do. I do, but hopefully. But you said he's hot, so take a picture and just send it to us. Oh my God, my oral surgeon makes you rethink the words "oral surgeon." He is. Can I just tell you, it's been so long since I've had to use the word "oral." (laughs) Well, not too long because you told that George Michael story last week. Oh my God! Well, there was oral there. Erin, I love you. We will talk again soon. Please have a happy New Year. We will. you. You and I will talk tomorrow. 
I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, honey. Watching for the whole year. Holy shit, we're in pandemic still. I know. 75 shows. I know I'm exhausted. How, how could you How could you even function? I'm exhausted. I don't know. All right. Goodbye. Go. Go. Aaron Quill, my um, right at the beginning of the show, I also, so what happened was I was doing the show that I thought this was going to be, talking to the fans, inviting people to come on, talk to me. And when I saw friends of mine in the chat room, I'd say, come on in. So then I saw these two guys who I lovingly refer to as my twins. They're mine, you know, as in revisionist history. I possibly own them. Um... And they are Gary and Larry Lane, who you know from Fear Factor and a million other things. And the from Hollywood to Dollywood. Look, I think I said it right that time. But anyway, here's a clip of us when the show first began. Twins, okay. Hold on. We have now, I believe we have Gary Lane coming in. Hold on a second. Let's add you two. And Hi, Larry. boys. Hello. Hi. I have both of my twins. Hi, guys. We got, we got our North Carolina hats on. <laughs> are you down? Are you down at home? No, no, we're in Burbank, locked up with our cats. Jesus. So no making soap. No, no making soap. No. <laughs> we are we are making a documentary. That's all we're working on right I now. I just read about that. What is this documentary about? Tell everybody. It's all about nine to five, the nine to five movement, uh, back in 1980 that started the women's movement. We've interviewed oh. Dolly, Lily, Jane, Dabney. We've interviewed all the musical cast, the TV cast. So we're editing it and putting it all together during our downtime. And again, tell people, obviously, you did. From, is it from Dollywood to Hollywood? From Hollywood, Hollywood to Dollywood. Well, whatever. And, <laughs> and we, uh, we actually did I that. I finally said it right. Believe it. No, I can't. And first off, because you guys look exactly the same. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah, so that's our parents. Good genes. Yeah, really. <laughs> And so, um, what? And th I should tell people the story. My favorite story of you guys. Tell the story of when you took the picture of Dolly and then wanted her to autograph it. Okay, so what we did is back <laughs> when you would actually go to New York Tower Records, they would come and do CD signings. So she was doing a signing for Little Sparrow, and so we right. waited in. We waited in line. We got up there to meet her. She signed the uh, CD. We took a photo. Went to the 30-minute photo developing two doors down. Yeah. If you believe it, those used to exist. Got it developed, eight by ten. Got back in line, waited again, got back to the front of the line. The bodyguard recognized us and said, you guys have already met her. You can't get back in line. But she saw us and she goes, "Get, let them come up here. She goes, I run this show. And she said, this is the fastest developing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. She signed it and us. signed it. And it was like the best Dolly memory ever. <laughs> and they are here with me and they, uh, let me tell you that Gary and Larry Lane have given me so many great memories. We've had so much fun at so many fabulous events or just with us, you know, hanging out. So I'm thrilled to welcome Gary and Larry Lane. Thank hey, you, Billy. Hi. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Hey, boys. Are you, all right. Now that's still the Burbank apartment. Yeah, yes. we're still in Burbank. We just got back from North Carolina last night on the Red Eye. So we came in. Yeah, because we were texting. Yes. So we are here, and it's, we missed all the rain, but it's beautiful sunshine today. How is the family in North Carolina? How are they doing? They are great. We're under quarantine now because we've been just for 14 days. Of course. So we're just, yeah, but their family's great. We had such a good time there. We has everyone been healthy down there, or has anybody in the family or immediate relatives gotten sick? No, they've all been good. It's just, it is a red state, North Carolina, so yeah. it's a hoax, but it's not a hoax. and. Um, <laughs> 
we stayed with our immediate family, no extended family this year. So we just had a good time with them. Cool. And was that the only time that you've traveled during the quarantine? We we went in uh, July. Our mom had a knee surgery scheduled, and she did go mm-hmm. through with that. They got it done right before they shut the surgeries down. So we helped her for about three weeks in North Carolina get past the knee surgery. So that's See, all- that's good, because at least you're staying with family. You get there, yeah. and then you yeah. stay in one place, and, and then a- you go home and stay. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, And we're still working on the documentary. We're so much I further. I was we're so excited. Um, we will have uh, a 90 minute cut this week that we will send to Dolly, Lily and Jane for their goal wow. because we're trying to get them to be more involved than just the they did. Well, sure. And Dolly has done a new duet of nine to five that will be released with the documentary that I think they're going to love. It's never been a duet. So we're really excited about that. Cool. That sounds really exciting. And you're not going to tell me who she's singing it with. Oh. Everybody I'll tell you separately. Person. I'll tell you. Separately. All right, you can tell me off camera. It's fine. I, as you both know, I can keep a secret, but yeah. you really have to ask because we actually met through some reality show friends. Yeah. That first night that they sort of revealed a big reveal on a very big show. Yeah. And they said it just in front of me, and I said, "Did you just say?" And they're like. Oh, no. Uh, oh, And I'm like, yeah, you have to know what you're doing. <laughs> Happily, we don't talk to any of those people anymore, so it's fine. Yeah, a lot of a com- couple of them have hung around, but it's hard. A lot of people come and go out here. We've been yeah. blessed. All the friends we started with, you and a couple are still here. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have gone back, so we've been very blessed with being out here. Well, one of the people that you've been really blessed with and have done a lot with is Leslie Jordan, our mutual friend. Uh, have you been able to see him? Yeah, we well, no, we talked to him in Zoom with him. He is about to go to Hawaii for a couple of days, and the new show starts soon. So call me cat. He just he exploded. Oh. Or, um, he exploded over the you know pandemic, and he had yeah. Oh, he number. was everywhere. Yeah, he had to change his phone number. So luckily, we got the new number. So that's how you know you're good with him. He just had to kind of <laughs> weed out a lot of the, yeah. the craziness. Yeah, we we had two times that we had tentatively scheduled him and then better offers came along. Like there was there was a time there where he was on every single show. And he's like, Girl, I can't do your show. I'm doing the doctors. And I'm like, the doctors. <laughs> well, we were well, he'll always owe us because we actually he was in Nashville and we made the right calls that got him to finally meet Dolly Parton. So we helped orchestrate oh, wow. all that. A couple of months ago, they had to be safe with masks and everything. But then when they got, you know, everybody got tested, they took the mask off and he had about 45 minutes with her. So he said that was truly amazing. Wow. No, that for Leslie, that is a dream come true. So aside from the documentary, what else are you guys working on? Is that just it? Because you're really focused usually. Yes. Well, we have had two and a half years with the documentary. So there's so much stuff that people don't realize you have to get copyright. You have to get clip like. The song licensing. Oh, you have to do everything. So we've been doing every aspect of it. We've got two amazing female editors that have been working round the clock. Oh, Um, great. Really blessed with it. And the fact that we got Dolly, Lily, Dabney and Jane, it's the 40 year anniversary. They've never done anything like this. I think so. And there's so much going on with equal pay and women and issues that. Oh, the timing is perfect. Yes. So we're we're excited to bring this out. I think people are really, really going to love it. 
Guys, I want to thank you. You have always been such a supporter of mine. We kind of sort of came up at the exact same time. Yeah. I will never forget... Um, I was at the Ellen show because I had just done something at the Emmys and you happened to be there and Ellen saw you and had you come up on the stage. Yeah. We didn't know we were going to be there the same day. It's like we always, our careers constantly intersect. We and always, beyond our careers, I love you. You know that. We always see you on the red carpets and we hope that we comes back because we've missed that so much like this year. Oh, that's right. Because you were doing it together. And tell We're people your website. Um, the Twin Zone is T-W-I-N-Z-Z-O-N-E, Twin Zone. And then Still okay. Working 5 is stillworking9to5.com. Perfect. We Guys, we thank know you so much for coming on. You know I love you. Built, Built to, to go. <laughs> I will talk to you guys later. Thank you for coming by. Happy New Year. Thank Bye -bye. you. Happy New Year. Oh, well, I can't bring Richard on yet. Okay, so those are my twins. Now... One of the things that I started very early in the show was to do surprise drop-ins. Um, and, I, you know, it started with one of the worst things I could have ever done. And it was a Fran Drescher show. And I don't know, I had never done a drop-in before. And I decided, what if I surprised Fran with five of her friends? And then it just took off from there. So we put a, together a little montage of celebrity drop-ins. Take a look and enjoy this. So I do have some surprise guests here that I just want to say hi to you. So this is somebody who goes back with you a very, very long way. Danny Guerrero, are you there? Hello. Hey, Danny. Someone else who knew Fran back then. Fran, another surprise. Mark Sendrop is here. Upside down. Oh my God, this is like this is your life. <laughs> well, we're all friends. I mean, a lot of many of us have vacationed together in Provincetown, and we all love Fran. And I'm like, let's bring it, make a little virtual love fest. Oh, that's so sweet, Mark. You're growing a beard. I love it. My pandemic look. I never had a chance to do it ever before. Never had a chance. Oh, it's great. Uh, you look like a different person. The point is, this <laughs> clip is going to live on YouTube forever. I will always be able to say, I grew a beard. Here's what I look like. I may shave in 10 minutes, but. Oh, no. Somebody who played your mother and your aunt. I hear nothing. Lainey Kazan is here. Lainey. Lainey. Hi, Fred. And uh, you told me a story about somebody who turned out to be a huge person on Broadway, which was oh Jerry. Jerry Mitchell. So no, tell me about that. Did you say Jerry Mitchell? Yeah, tell me about Jerry. Oh, my God. Jerry Mitchell. I saw Mer uh, Jerry Mitchell go across the corridor uh, at uh, right in front of uh, Loretta Hall, the dormitory. And he looked like the David. You think Jerry Mitchell... Broadway Tony Award winning choreographer was is beautiful now. What was he had to have been 18, 19 years old? Oh. He was so gorgeous, but as I neared him running very fast, <laughs> my gaydar went up and I went, Well, you won't get that one. And I then you will get him right now. I did get him. Oh, Jerry Mitchell. Oh. Yay! 
eyes. Hi, honey, you gorgeous son of a bitch. You got me. You got me. I did get you in my show. I, I kid you not. Like it, I, I'm not like being hyperbolic when I when I talk about Nick. I feel like every interview, people must be sick of me. Like they must be like, "Oh, shut up! That can't be true." Nick is <laughs> one of the greatest people I've ever worked with, and one of the greatest people I've ever known. Well, me. he's a total sweetheart. So let's just see what he thinks. Hey, Nick. <laughs> Hi. Uh, You're making me cry. My goodness. No. And, uh, I like when I get to meet people's friends on the show because you wonder, you know, are they people that we identify with? And one of them turned out to be one of my friends. So I thought I'd have him join us. And that is Bill Brocktrop. Oh, my God, Bill. <laughs> Guys, Billy. hi. Hi, hi, hi. So great to see hi, you. How are you? This is what I do. Hi. I just surprise spring people on you. Um, now, Charles Bush is, has remained my very close friend. I adore mm -hmm. him more than anything. I see everything he does. Well, since he's your good friend, let's bring him on. Hello, Charles. <laughs> Hello, darling. <laughs> well, what a cue, huh? Charles was waiting. Well, I'm just glad that she didn't say, oh, that horrible piece of crap. <laughs> <over here." laughs> oh, Michelle, we've got you. Oh, you did get me. I love you so wait. Well, somebody who you did synchro with and uh who was a teammate of yours is here to join us. Okay. Who do you think it is? You do you know already? No. Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, let's say hi to Kent Ferguson. Oh, <laughs> oh, I thought I'd surprise you with Mr. John McDaniel. <laughs> hi, honey. Hi, Johnny. Before we go, we have a, a surprise guest who just popped in uh, since we're wrapping it up. But um, the okay. new owner of Circus of Books, Miss Shishi LaRue, is here. Well, time for another surprise guest. And this is somebody who's kind of tied to you and your sister, as a matter of fact, really? in more recent years. Um, another really good friend and supporter of mine, Richard J. Alexander. Did you get my email? <laughs> I knew that was the first thing you were going to ask me. Speaking of light and positivity, here I am. And speaking of light and positivity, here he is. Oh, my God. That was a trip to watch what you pulled off. And look at how much Isn't better technically funny? you've oh. gotten in the studio. Okay. So I want to show people, you were the very first victim of Billy Masters Live. I was sitting here late at night, or actually this was daytime. And no, I guess it was night because you watched me yeah, during the I day. Was on I the did couch. a test. I was on the couch. I'll never forget it. Yeah. yeah. And so this is us doing my very first guest on this show. Take a look. And speaking of a um, hundred years of musical history, my good friend Richard J. Alexander. I can't believe this. I was just scrolling through. I just finished all my Bravo catching up. I was going to go to bed, and there you are. How are you? There I am, like herpes. I the just pop up. Is so much better. I saw you yesterday, and it was all sort of foggy oh, and cloudy. You're doing good. Well, okay, so since people probably did not hear it before, Richard J. Alexander uh, was an actor originally, correct? Original, years ago, yeah. Original cast of Amadeus? Yeah, Zoot Suit, Amadeus, yeah. And uh, and then became a director, producer, does everything now. An entrepreneur, as we say. Right. Now I'm the and, diva uh, whisperer. 
Yeah, well, he is executive producer, a co-executive producer with Barbara Streisand. No, we're co-directors. We've been co-directors for 20 years, yeah. Isn't that amazing? No, because we, Richard and I were just talking about this, what, two weeks ago, that I remember I was there when you got the call. Uh, yeah, we were in P-Town, that's right, with Bob Mackey and Mark Sundrup and everybody when yeah. I first got offered to work with her. At that point, I was and working with Cameron McIntosh and Didley Miz and Phantom and Saigon and all that stuff. Well, no, don't tell yourself short, because you had also done a lot of solo people's performances before Barbara. That's true. Bernadette Peters was actually a big one. Yeah. So Carnegie Hall is what changed my whole life, my whole life trajectory. And if you don't have that CD, the Carnegie Hall CD, the two CDs, I guess now, right, uh, I mean, are just they... incredible. Yeah. Look at where we have come from. I know. It's, so it's unbelievable to Honest to God, I was sitting on my couch that night and I was scrolling. I thought I was a test. I didn't think I would be like out on the internet. Well, you were a test, but yeah. you, uh, you know, uh, I use my victims. The voice, the voice is in sync now. Like no, everything. Everything. Was... I've got a set. What did you do? I mean, did, you, did you upgrade your whole situation? Look, every step along the way, because you couldn't have planned for this. Every step along the way has been, oh, it would be better if I had a green screen, if I had lights. Listen, and, my know... hat goes off to you. 75 episodes you've done and it's very interesting billy like you were experimenting you wanted to see if you liked it look at what like seth and james have done you know with oh, stars they're my example like, they're so, my role models so now you know you get online every day and you scroll and you watch everybody and but you endured and not only that you didn't have any shabby guests i mean no, you had amazing no. people you know you know i'm very get surprised by I mean, but those yeah. were years in the business. Listen, I used to be addicted well, right. to your column. Remember yeah. way back, you know, when it was in uh, what, what was the the free paper that came out in South Florida all the time? Where in South Florida was? was was Hotspots TWN. I was in a bunch yeah, of papers. TWN. I and lived that was a great by paper. that column. Then I was, uh, then I paid for it. You know, on the yes, website. Yes, you did. Now stuff, you know you're part of love, the family. And used to love the stories because you really got the dirt. Well, can I tell you know I have to give people like you. And really, everybody who's been on the show such credit because you've all... Look, nobody's doing my show because they're getting all this publicity or they're doing work. They're doing my show because we have relationships. They're all yeah. friends well, of you, mine. You built those and you travel coast to coast and you keep it going. And, and I you show up. To a town, what are you doing Wednesday? I'm free Thursday. Should we go to the COVID kickoff party? No. Like no. And speaking of which, yeah. I can't believe that I wasn't in South Florida last week because whose show did you direct, my good friend? Deborah Cox? My good friend Deborah Cox. Yeah. I got Are the you text good saying, I am. We did two pride, three, two in LA and one in South Florida together. Yeah. And her husband, is she still with him? Yes, Ellis? of course. Okay. Three just making Ellis, sure. She's one of the greatest singers in the world right now. She's just of hitting her stride. Time. And you have no idea the work we've been doing. It got sort of cut, you know, when the pandemic started, but we've been working to build up concert tour work. Well, and how did so, you do this show? This one, was, was this one. Aventura? No, this is uh, this Where is an amazing thing. Week? So, uh, this is the Arsh Center. 
right? And oh, what, what's yeah. been happening during this is people have been trying to find new ways to keep the arts alive, so to speak, right? right? So the Kennedy Center was first, right? Um, Jeffrey Finn there. He had um, uh, Renee uh, Fleming and Fleming. Vanessa Williams. They brought up the the uh, stage, the um, orchestra pit in the opera house and put them mm -hmm. on with the musicians. And the people sat at tables, sort of VIP, blah, blah, blah. Now, right. I don't know if that's where the Arsht got the idea, but they also have a cubic centimeter amazing size stage. And when you take out the curtain and you have the whole depth of the audience, you have a lot it's of space, huge. right? So yeah. there was 219 people, all six feet apart, the tables, and the stage was on the stage. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did it. And it was almost called off on the Monday because the numbers were rising again, that if it got to nine or 10, they were going to cancel it. And on Wednesday, Johan decided that it was going to happen. And we did it. And I'm going to tell you something. I cried through the whole thing. And I had friends. Oh, I who bet. Came because, you know, it's one thing. You can play your stereo as loud as you want, but it's nothing right. like live music where the molecules are moving through the air. And, of course, she delivered it. She sings live. There's nothing track There's act about no, her. No. And we had live musicians, and Joseph Joubert was the musical director, and she tore it up. And I just cried and cried and cried. I threw my shoes at the stage. And she said, <laughs> well, to be in this space back with that yeah. voice, yeah. to be in that space with that voice, I will never get over it. I mean, I remember seeing her in Aida, and I went, oh, my God, this is what she... Because I always thought, you know, the pop stuff, whatever yeah, she's but she's got diva, the goods she is a real singer the dino real billy and you know, eight we did shows Strange a week Fruit. yeah she's amazing and i first laid eyes on her in the bodyguard i knew about the pop oh, career yeah, sure. but uh and i thought she must know i'm here like she can't be singing like this you know every and, show uh, she did like yeah, that she's unbelievable and she she woodsheds great she works really really hard and nick scandalias threw us together so oh um, wow well he wrote me one day are there more things coming up yeah, well, not dates, but yes, we've been working on a big overall situation. And then Christmas, she had two singles, you know, one last year, one this year. She mm -hmm. wants to do a Christmas album. So I would think there's Christmas business there, but she's something, you know, and she loves singing at real time instead of going on at 2.30 in the morning, you know, on a ship yeah, somewhere. of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> Shut but, up. Don't. Those ships pay no, really well. No, we're not making fun of it. We're just saying it's a different thing for peaking yeah. at 8 p.m. instead yeah, of like taking yeah. a nap and getting up to sing at 1.30 or 2, you know? No, it's it's a tough life. So how is how is quarantining been for you during this? Well, I'll tell we, you the truth. I I have it. You know where I live, right? I, I live on the water you. and everything. Yeah. And so I've had it better than and most, a great yard. But it's relative, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? Well, now know. it's nerve wracking here because things are just sort of everything is happening. You know what I mean? And well, this is even... South Florida. People should know. I mean, this is the belly of the beast. Yeah. And so it's a little uncomfortable. Sometimes I feel in all honesty, like we're a herd immunity experiment. I and think also, in some ways we are. The Hasidim are driving me insane. And I can say that because they're not wearing the freaking masks. And so I've seen brawls. I have uh, seen brawls really? at Publix. I've seen it where people will say, please put on a mask and they'll throw a shopping cart at you. Don't talk to me like this. It's bad. So I've sort of taken them on. You know what I mean? But yeah, I was uh, in Fort and they Lauderdale. they come from the north to visit yeah. the relatives and, you know, no, that's driving me thing. a little nuts. And that's not a racist comment. It's a no, no, no. Comment. I was in Fort Lauderdale over Thanksgiving. I had to do some work at the condo there. You and I had text. And um, I have to say, everybody was polite. Everybody was following the rules. 
in in stores. But when I drove down the street, Las Olas or Wilton Drive, you would think nothing was going on. There was not a mask in sight. There were crowds of people. And I'm like, what is going on? It's a little nerve wracking. And then in our cultural lives, you know, people are hooking up. Which I just can't even, I can't even comprehend. Yeah, I, it's funny because I went I'm to get food. I'm not talking about people that know each yeah, other. No, I went strangers. to get strange. Oh yeah, no, I yeah. got a lot of texts. But I went to get food um, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, one of my favorite places. And I go in to pick it up. And the kid behind the bar was talking about, oh, and for my birthday, we bar hopped. I went, oh, well, those days are over. He said, no, that was last weekend. And they were bar hopping. Yeah. So, I'm just thinking as I'm talking to you and listening, you know, you became famous for sort of gay gossip, if you will. But yeah. I'm just remembering in my mind why you and I hit it off is you love theater and music so much. And mm-hmm. you're one of those people that no matter where you travel, you've got shows to go to. Oh, this you is, got that's all I do. See, yeah. you got, you know, and you've done it and you've built a whole life and career. And that's where your friendships come from, you know, because yeah. people actually like you, you know. Well, which well, is, most, you know, there are some for, that don't. No, for somebody that was in the gossip business. Yeah, well, really then, like no, you. you and I know people who they don't like. So, yeah, I know. And I will say this about you as well. I know we got to go. But why you have been so successful in so many diverse things, and it's the key to both of our success, we're fans. We actually love it. If you didn't love it, no. you could never survive. It's important to love what you do. Richard, I love you. Can I, I just say you. it was so fun it's to so watch wild the shows that you're, that you're moving this along so well? But I, I never saw those so drop-ins. So for you to do oh. the body pile of things, that was a thrill for me. That oh well, there's thrill. more clips coming, so keep watching. That was a thrill. All right, thanks for inviting me, Richard. I, I want whole, you. I changed I was, my whole day today. I know you told me, and I said to you, I said, you know, the only guests I'm having are people who were right there at the beginning, or a few people who've been on my. I thought times, I was a test so. drive, and I was there. I was out. You the were my christening. Are you kidding? Thank you, Richard. I adore and you. Mark Sandroff with his porn beard. Can you imagine? He's like I a bet it's star. gone by now. No, I think he still has it because we do some Zooms, some Broadway Zooms, drinking. Yeah, and he's I'm there not the invited beard. to all of those. <laughs> Richard, I'll <laughs> talk to you later. On the air. All right, bye. Happy I know. New Year. Bye, honey. Thank you. you. Happy New Year to you, too. Um, oh, I love Richard. Okay, so um, we, let's see. Okay, there were other drop-ins. These are two that are longer drop-ins, but I just wanted to put them together and you'll see why. Because really, one of the things that we have emphasized on this show is love, is that we all really love or, you know, like each other. There's nobody there that, like, we're, we're, it's just like we're all hanging out together. So I want you to see uh, this little clip. Her name is her address. It says it all. One thing Phil did good. He gave me that last name. <laughs> well, he named you. It's a, so you're revealing now. It's a show business name. Oh, yeah. Phil Spector gave to you. Yes, yes. But yes. it's certainly apropos. That's the way we think of you. You are you know, I'm slick enough to go and make it legally, too. Good for you, yes. <laughs> well, and didn't, Darlene, didn't you call your book My Name is Love? Yes, because of all the different names I'd had all the years, and people didn't realize that. Well, is she a Crystal? Is she a Ronette? Who is she? So I well, just, is she I, a member? Of, is she in the, one of the Blue Jeans? Where yes, the, and the you Blue Jeans. Uh, Bob B. Sucks. Or maybe right. she was Bob B. No. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew. 
Mark, I know you've got to run, but I want to thank you for coming in and just playing with us for a few minutes. Of course, we would go anywhere to to speak of or play for Darlene Love. She's just <laughs> she is the best. Now, listen, I hope the pandemic is gone because I'll be eighty next year's guys. That's a big. Uh, I can't believe. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? I think you need to celebrate eighty with a big concert. Right here in New York. Okay. It may <laughs> so, have to be on the, the internet. Well, it's totally well it not. may have to. Yeah, I think I would not. risk I would risk the coronavirus for Darlene Love. Oh, I think you're, you're right. I've got to do the Nikki Blonsky podcast, so i got to run too. Shut up. You're not going anywhere, Schaefer. Calm down. Uh, Mark, no. I love you. Thank you for playing. I love you, Mark. I love you. I'm sorry I have to run. Bye, -bye. That's okay. Bye Mark Shaman. Well, what I'll say about Paul, because Paul, I do know you have to go, but I want to say the same thing I said about Darlene, and I think, Mark, I think we all have this in common, is that if you are a genuine, open, honest person and a fan of people and fun to be around, people will do almost anything for you. I think your career has shown that as well. People gravitate towards you because they know you're going to take care of them. And uh, the fact that you have been a fan first and you know that was the case with darlene and yes. you know i wanted to do the best i could for her what what, what else is important you know <laughs> well and the fact that you showed up today paul i really appreciate for you her anything, you, are you are a new find of mine i'm now your biggest fan well yeah. <laughs> yes thank you very much i will <laughs> same here to your elton and everybody and we'll see you guys soon whoops yes it's, it's been fun to be with both of you Oh, thank you, Paul. Thanks for Thanks doing so much. this. Bye -bye. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Darlene, it's like this really? is your life. I can't wait to see you so I can give you a slap. <laughs> perfect. Those are perfect. Who, who else do we have? No, we don't have anyone. I didn't know how to fail. I didn't. I had wanted to be a star since I sang my first solo in church and got that insane reaction from the congregation. Uh, I still remember what the song was. Yeah, it was a song called Oh Lord. <laughs> oh Lord, you brought me a mighty long way. Now I was five years old. How ignorant is that? And fearless. Fearless. I didn't. I, I had no fear. I, now, I, also, it's what I, it's what I thought I would be. It's thought I, it was what I knew I would be. Because I didn't know anything else. I knew how to entertain people. And I tell people to this day, I am not an actress. I am not a singer. I'm no great singer. I'm no great actress. I'm an entertainer. I entertain people. End of story. So um, you wouldn't think Webster would turn out so many like major talents in entertainment. But one of your big collaborators you also met back then wrote a lot for you. Who is this, darling? You wrote, you met Mark Alton Brown, who wrote oh, a lot. Yeah. Well, Mark Brown and Bobby Cesario became my best friends. I well, one the of them is here. Come oh. on, Mark Alton Brown. I, I am. Yeah. Hey, bro. Oh, Billy, you got all my babies. Well, I know how you hate surprises, but you just oh. got to trust me. Well, these are great surprises. 
That's what we do. We have surprises on BillyMasters.com. Uh, um, Billy Masters Live. God, there's so many things. I've got a lot of Billy Masters. It's Billy Masters Live, Billy Masters TV, BillyMasters.com. We also, as uh, time for another reading, uh, I'm not going to play the whole reading, but I am going to just show a clip. Uh, when you have Cheryl Lee Ralph in, on your speed dial, you call her up and say, you feel like doing a scene from Dreamgirls? And you have Sam Harris, who's basically a big black woman inside a little white boy. And he, you say, come play with us. This okay, is what so happened. here we are. It's that time of the show we can hear. Dun, 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 dun. Ah, dun, 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 dun. And I come in. There you are, Effie. I've been looking all over. I turn my back and find myself out on the line. And you could have warned me, but that would have been too kind. I've been warning you since Chicago to clean up your act. You've been late, you've been mean, giving all kinds of bullshit flack. Now, the reason I'm not showing the whole clip, can you see how bad the technology was seven months ago? Like, we can now do the whole show. And we might in 2021. Um, one of the people that I turned to through this whole pandemic is John Duran, city councilor in West Hollywood, former mayor, a lawyer, activist. And I had him on so much, I just put this little montage together. So just take a look before I bring him up. City councilman from West Hollywood, former mayor of West Hollywood, John Duran is here. <laughs> my husband-in-law. Yes, I love this sleeping with my husband. I love that. <laughs> well, somebody had to. <laughs> so, uh, welcome, John Duran. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Billy. And hey. who else to check with than a city councilor, former mayor of the city, the Honorable John Duran. Hey, hey honey. Billy. Hi, Billy. How are you? Now that's, stop futzing. You look fine. I'm sorry. I don't mean to futz. Okay. I mean, there we go. Now, <laughs> now we're done. First no. of all, congratulations no. on four episodes of your show. That's Can you imagine? It's That's endless. Amazing. Congrats. Oh, well, you know, I thought we were going to be here for just a couple weeks in quarantine. Had I known it was going to last seven months or another <laughs> year, I might have only done one a week. And yet I did have two a week and he's talking about 64 shows. I think he did 10 of them. Um, and he's going to do 11 because here we are. I couldn't do show 75 without the Honorable John Duran. Hey, Billy. Hi. Oh, how are oh, you? I am good. I still have that same painting behind me. Every <laughs> well, I would hope. But look, you got much better lighting now. <laughs> very, very true. I am, I've been watching the show for like the last 20 minutes eating my Pizza and no, I saw when you came back. Yeah, yeah, and I've been loving it. It, Billy, oh, you've really fun? created a great niche for yourself. You it's know, it's been it. fun. It's given you a new medium. And can I tell you that when we started the show, like we'd say there were a couple hundred people watching, I'd get all excited. Last week, Taylor Dane brought in five thousand people. Wow. I mean, just, shocking to me and i thanked i mean obviously without the the great guests i yeah. couldn't do it and the fans and i'm watching all these clips and i'm noticing it's like a cavalcade of hairstyles with me. <laughs> that's true dear that is i true. know i'm I known for that, that thick latino hair i can do anything 
I can do it. Yes. Well, so I want to show you a clip. This is, uh, and I hate to do this. This is like a gotcha moment. Oh, but, Jesus. you know, I, I should clothes? do it. Am I naked? Yeah, no, you're clothes. It's fine. Okay. I've shown those pictures already. <laughs> um, but I want to show a clip of you and I talking about a month into the pandemic. And then let's talk about where we are oh, today. Jesus. Wow. I know. Watch this. We had a couple of weeks head start because we got to see what was happening in Italy. Uh, in yeah. China, in other places. And we realized, oh, crap, this is going to happen everywhere. And so those couple of weeks that we've in instituted social distancing, shutting down here in West Hollywood, both Boys Town and the Sunset Strip have been closed now for almost two weeks. Here in California, we are starting to see, it may be too early to say it, but it looks like we may not have the same experience as uh, New York. How'd that work out, John? That, that did not age well. <laughs> no. It did not age well, Billy. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. You know, it seems like such an innocent time when you look at that clip. We thought it was so terrible, but we were all still kind of positive that it's going to be a couple weeks and we're all going to be fine. What is happening in Los Angeles right now? There is zero capacity in ICUs. Yeah. Hospitals are going to have to pick and choose. It's it's yeah. horrific. We're, we're kind of where New York and Italy were back in March. Yeah. We I mean, are now really finding is. ourselves there here in Los Angeles. It's very frightening and, and it's very scary. You know, I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I guess I th the one thing that I think about, of course, is LGBT people. We've been through an epidemic before, right? right and what yeah. we learned is that people get tired. Like, people got tired of condoms. And they weren't going to use yeah, oh, them yeah. more around HIV. And barebacking became, and we had to figure out how to meet people where they were. And I think that's what's happening here now with this pandemic. Uh, you can't tell people to just stay at home for a year. Uh, they're yeah. not going to do it. And, you know, over a week. Nuance. And I, and I wish public health officials would turn to LGBT people and say, hey, what did you learn in the 80s? We have so much to tell them about how to do this, and, and they're just not doing it. They're making the same mistakes. I'm, I'm watching the same mistakes happening. I know. We made back in the 80s happening all over again. It, it's bad. And I really, you know, I have to say, I really feel like um, we still haven't even hit the tip. Yeah. It, I just, I feel, I, because I think as people are saying, there's going to be this spike two weeks after Christmas and New Year's. But I think the winter for many, like I'm in Boston right now, winter is going to be very tough for people because at least in the summer, I could go out and take a walk. I could go in the backyard. Right, right. People are going to get stir crazy sitting home. Yeah. And that's, in fact, what is happening. Now, maybe the difference is we've got two vaccines that have been approved. There's a third one coming around, right? Oh, yeah. Come spring and summer, we'll hopefully see hundreds of thousands of people getting vaccinated. How Are you going to get vaccinated? Where do you fit in the priority of vaccination? I, I'm not in the top priority, but I, I'm considered an essential worker because I work in the courts. I'm still a lawyer. Right. I'm still in right. the courts and in the jails. And so I, I go into these environments where there's a lot of COVID. And so oh, right. you know, the court's got to keep operating and we got to keep getting people out of jail. So I think I'll, I'll be somewhere in the levels of essential workers, but uh, probably well, though, not till March or April, even. not till March or April. And, you know, but it's I, my, my brother has had it. My, my pro oh, Trump wow. brother, my pro Trump brother. It just tells me, mm -hmm. you know, re, he lives in Huntington beach refuses to mask, refuses to take precautions. He Have got you seen him? Wife and his son. Oh, yeah, they're all fine now. 
They're all flying, yeah. but it was scary there for, you know, a few weeks. And I'm like, bro, you got to, I mean, stop listening to the Donald. He's, he's not, you know, now, of course, he's all full of himself. Well, the president and I both recovered. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, but 330,000 Americans did not recover. I know, no. And, you know, it's so funny when you think to yourself, when we hit 100,000, everyone was so scared of that plateau. Now we're saying 300. It means nothing. I know. I know. Um, what do you think about the transfer of power inauguration day? Uh, yeah, it needs to get here, like yesterday. This is this is the Republican SH, you know what show. I mean, it is yeah. Donald Trump is dragging down one of the two major political parties. He's not going to leave the scene. He's going to continue to have a stranglehold on the GOP. I, I actually think it just means more Democratic rule, which is just fine with me. But yeah, uh, sure. it's really awful to watch what Donald Trump has done to one of our major political parties. He, he's made it a reality show and he keeps confusing reality show with actual reality, like actual reality. There are consequences. 300,000 dead Americans, millions of people now infected with the virus. The Middle East completely in turmoil, you know, worldwide pandemic, economic collapse and Donald Trump at the center of it all. It, it, it's so insane to me to watch what's happening. What do you think will happen to him when this is over? Is he just going to go to Mar-a-Lago and be quiet? Is no. he going to? What's going to happen? He's got to be the center of attention. The only That's what I think. Trump gets fed off of being the center of attention. And so I was kind of hoping he'd go do a TV show or yeah. broadcast. But no, I think he's going to continue to try to hold the nation, nation's attention in politics and a lot's going to depend on the state of New York if he gets indicted. Oh, yeah, right. Maybe if he gets indicted and ends up becoming a convicted felon, which would prevent him from being president again, he'll go right. do something else. But those months are still ahead of us. We'll see what, what unravels. Well, to end on a positive note, do you what do you see around you in terms of giving you hope? What gives you hope? You know, I, I guess because I, I've been through this before, you know, LGBT people, we've gone through so much trauma, a lot of trauma in our lifetime, yeah. and we've always come out stronger. I mean, AIDS, we paid a terrible price. We had lost a half a million gay men in this country, right? It's a lot mm -hmm. of gay men that we sacrificed. But out of it, we got political empowerment. We got marriage. We got great organizing. We got new foundations and institutions. And I think that's going to happen with this pandemic as well. We'll come out stronger. John, I you are always my touchstone. And whether you're not, because John will no longer be in office. Yes. When do you years. leave? When do you years. leave? I am, I am left after 20 years in public office. I am no longer, but I will still keep my title. And you can actually That's still right. call me Mr. Mayor, if you wish, Billy. Or yeah. Miss, how about Missy Mayor? Missy Mayor. Or, or Daddy, how either about, way. How about THO, <laughs> which I just learned what that is. Yeah. <laughs> John, thank you so much for being a friend to the show. I'm still going to rely on you. I will and, come um, anytime, anytime. I, I love you. And Happy New you. Year to you and Mark and everybody else. I miss you all so much. I miss you too. We'll hope to see you in Los Angeles soon, Billy. I hope so. One of these days. Bye, John. <laughs> Bye, lover. Oh, oh my God. Okay. So now, uh, oh, let's see. What I have to look. Okay. <laughs> I have a clip. That perhaps but today the favorite clip that of any Billy Masters live show, the best clip that ever was. And um, 
I, I don't even want to set it up. I think it's kind of self-explanatory, but it's kind of a celebrity drop-in because what happened was we were celebrating David Drake doing a benefit of his one-man show, The Night Larry Kramer Kissed Me, with the all-star cast, and we brought people in from David's life. And one of the people was Wesley Taylor, who... Um, you may remember from Smash, and he took part in that reading. And the other person was Charles Bush, who has the distinction of being the most frequent guest on Billy Masters Live. No matter what I need, no matter where I am, I know I can call Charles Bush, and there he is. But this clip just speaks for itself. So just take a look at this. But today, it hadn't occurred to me. Today, it's not, it's uh, the interesting app ah, shit. It's oh, the, uh, we have lost Mr. Bush. <laughs> no, I need him later this season. Okay, now wait. I'll, I'll take him out while he tries to figure this out because we may have actually, this could inadvertently be a snuff film. <laughs> no, this can't. Oh, <laughs> child, come back to us. Oh, well, while we're waiting for him, that was actually, you know, can I just say that you were here? (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, he's he's completely gone. Someone called 911. Um, But no, I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to go back to Wesley for a second (laughs) and be very trite and not even worry about if Charles Bush is alive. Oh, my God, that really got me. Yeah, well. Please, I think, uh, you know, there was a very famous video of Jan Hooks on Saturday Night Live as Betty Davis reading her will. And when she comes back, the chair is empty. She's like, I fell out of my chair. So (laughs) I can only hope it's that simple. Oh, I think think we've gone too far. Yeah. Well, hopefully he has not fallen out of his chair because I have the phenomenal Charles Bush. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I was having the worst time um, those early days. But <laughs> Remember, it's like radio. Yeah, no, I was having terrible internet uh, outage. It still could happen again, but it seems to be better since I had this adorable, adorable fellow from Spectrum came over and to... Um, you know, yes. fix my my needs and he was just he, wonderful he 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 rewired your box mm-hmm. <laughs> a little place that needed adjustment that needed to be plugged <laughs> i adore little... you how are you sweetheart oh, i'm doing doing swell doing swell you know you were one of the few people during this pandemic that in my eyes and i know it's still difficult so i mean i don't want to make light of it but it seems to me you have thrived through this because you have really you've been i think you've i think you have videotaped every play you've ever written you finished writing your memoirs first draft you made a movie you're doing these shows constantly i mean it seems to me you're busier than i am I'm unsinkable. <laughs> Unless, of course, the camera falls. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it, it really. I was very lucky that that I that a bunch of things that uh, I was in the middle of doing were just plunged ahead uh, right after everything kind of fell apart. 
Yeah, we made this movie. We, you know, it's really kind of amazing that we shot the whole thing and uh, nobody in the cast and crew got sick. You know, it can be done with these very strict COVID protocols. I mean, sometimes it seemed kind of nutty. You know, I had this, um, my leading man was handsome Tim Daly. And at one oh, point, sexy. So sexy. I, I just hope that when people see the movie, see us in bed, nobody goes, ooh, why is he in bed with that old slag? But um, anyway, we, you, know, I, you need to say now, uh, oh. Uh, I laughed. I laughed at you. I scoffed. But yeah. But anyway, I, yeah, but what I thought was maybe the old slag has money. I don't. No, I was. I know you slag. don't. Yeah, no, but uh, he, uh, what, what was kooky was just the fact there we were in bed. And then after they said cut, we had to, we had to put our masks on. So it was. Well, you know. I have said to so many people, they can do whatever they want with me below the belt, but no kissing. Can't. <laughs> can't right. risk it. I can't risk it. How's your sister doing? Well, she's doing very well. Because we sh I guess we should give some sort of backstory. My sister had, had you know, some heart issues, and she, mm -hmm. she lived just a, you know, a couple subway stops away from me, but she was very lonely. And, uh, anyways, and so was afraid, wasn't going out at all. Yes, and she was living with me for a while. I was trying to fatten her up and all that. But we we have a um, we have an older sister that that we've been estranged from, and who lives in the oh, same. Oh, I didn't know that. Lives in the same neighborhood as my sister. They live near each other. The one that I know. They, yeah. They've reconciled, and it seems oh. really a wonderful thing for for them. So yeah, Let's see enough. again another positive COVID miracle. <laughs> well, I'm just thriving. Yes, even with the loss of my maid, because you know I had to let the maid go. But now, actually, well, but you've been cooking. You've been cooking up a storm, not as much as you used to. Be. Oh no, 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 no! I was no. enjoying it. What did you make it? Oh, right after Thanksgiving, that you found like five things in your pantry and said, "I wonder if they'd go together." What was that? I, I thought it was a success, but after I posted it on Facebook, I, I, I got really nauseous from it. <laughs> I don't know. I took a can of artichoke hearts. Yes. Drained them, and then I um, I folded in a mixture of, of mayonnaise and and red horseradish. Yes, and it, well. it tasted awfully good, but I it made me kind of sick afterwards. Yeah, I am not a fan of the mayonnaise. I must yeah, say. Oh, I love it. Oh, no, I love I'm mayonnaise. Not a fan of mayonnaise. Um, this year was this the first year that you didn't get to do Times Square Angel? Yeah, well, in in, in how many years? years? I've been doing that Christmas play actually since 1984. But wow. uh, I I had about 11 years off for good behavior in in the um, I don't know the mid 90s 90s. But yeah, uh, about 22 years ago, we started doing just as a one night uh, stage reading, you know, with without pause, and uh, we paused. Yeah, oh. so now. Wow. It was kind of nutty, but it didn't seem like the kind of thing that you could do for a Zoom virtual reading because it's it's such a strange, um, marvelous event that goes on, which we don't advertise at all. We don't even talk about it on Facebook. People just know when – I don't even know when to get tickets, but they, they seem to know in October. Isn't and, it amazing? Yeah, and it just it's this, it's so ritualistic that at this point, really the audience – Sounds kind of sappy, but really it's true. The, the audience is is just as important as uh, the performers. There's a mm -hmm. nostalgia 
to not, not only the the play has nostalgic qualities, it's, it's sort of it's a wonderful life type story set in the forty. Right. But but I think that there's a nostalgia for the mid '80s when I first you know started my sort of drag career, and and so I think for the you know we do the show in East Village, and I think there's kind of nostalgia. The for, same people come every year. Or even never really would go there again, except for that one mm. night. But they feel that now this '80s East Village world is a, a, alive for that one night, basically for for a lot of these people. So it's, well, it's a I will say you've well, you've also been doing plays. I mean, obviously not during the pandemic, but you were doing plays almost every year at the theater for the New City. Which the only reason I ever went there was to see your plays. It was, yeah, but I discovered this whole area. Yeah, well, they you know they've been around since the '60s, and it's still run by the same indomitable woman, Crystal Field, and and it, it's a wonderful place. So I don't, uh, yeah, they, they have but five theaters going on at all times, except for mm -hmm. now, and and even now that there's, I don't know, they're doing shows outside on the sidewalk. They're they're and did you do that reading of that play that you had never published? Was that the um, yeah. the 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 there's, woman there's who goes up on the roof? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've just kept this relationship with um, Crystal, and 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 it, over the really over the past. Well, I've been I've been involved there for over forty years. They, she did my very first play when I was a completely unknown. But uh, whenever I've been, and it happens with more frequency, kind of in despair or just feeling I don't know, just frustrated with myself and my own limitations, or or showbiz mm -hmm. I, I go back to theater for the city and just put on a play for you know, to play just to play we don't invite any critics and no. fortunately you know I, it's been lovely that just through social media we can sell out the whole run before we open and many of those fun little plays have transferred a couple that was never the intention people no i know, know it wasn't because two of them have divine sister and then the last one lily dare mm -hmm. um it, 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 the assumption is that oh, this is a tryout or a workshop, and it isn't. It's just it's just to do it for the fun of it, and and just so happened that twice we we did do it again. But I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. Do another one. Who, who knows? You know, uh, I have to say, well, one thing about you, and you know, we've been in each other's lives for probably a good twenty years at this point, and you are one of the things I admire about you so much is that you're incredibly loyal. You sell, you surround yourself with the same collaborators. You write for them. You choose to do things to give them work, and because you want to play with. I mean, it might be somewhat selfish because you want to play with them. Yeah, that's more what it's like, really. I, I, <laughs> no, no, it's just I. It, it's just it's been a very i have a very peculiar career that's been a lovely one for me for other people it might be limited you know limiting i i just i i i became very disenchanted with showbiz quite early on and um and so i just i've kind of distanced myself from it really for except for a few occasions and so when i put on these plays i i just write a list of 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 actors who I adore that are friends of mine and I think, Oh, I'd like to, to hang out with these six mm. people. And then I, I think, Oh, who would I play? Okay. I'll play, so, you know, the uh, cabaret 
teach a cabaret star and then oh jennifer can play this and she could be and he could play that right that's really how, how we, we do it so yeah so I, i'm not necessarily thinking of doing them a good turn <laughs> <It's just> more, <laughs> i just want to be with them and some of these people i can only they only hang out with me if you know if uh, they have a contract <laughs> Oh, but, that's so not true. But we, but we have fun. And I, well, I, I have to say that uh, the reason, one of the one of the joys of doing this show is that basically I haven't booked anyone on this show who I haven't liked. There was one person who actually, after they left, I didn't like them as much. Ooh. I know. And one person who I had an enormous crush on who afterwards I went, yeah, I never have to think about him that way. Like it just because sometimes you spend time with people and you get to know them and they become something different. But something that is not changed, that's only flourished, is that I have spent hours talking to you and learning things that I didn't know all these years. So that last time we were here, carrying on for like three hours. Oh, that Thanksgiving show was endless because I should tell people. So what happened was the night before people were posting on Facebook, they were going to be alone and they were sad and they couldn't travel. And I wrote to Charles and said, what are you doing? He's like, I'm the same thing. And I said, well, I'm down in Florida, so I don't have anyone around. You want to just sit and like be alone together and maybe somebody will enjoy it. And like we had like over a thousand people watching us at a certain point. All all the lonely souls joined us. This is what we do. We're givers, Charles Bush. (laughs) (laughs) That's something. Have you, um, going back to your previous statement, uh, have you actually started romances with um, any of your, any... No, I haven't. I haven't seen anybody to tell you the truth. Even when I was in Florida, when I had to do the work on the condo and I had some people that wanted to get to and I I just didn't feel comfortable with it. I uh, it and it's funny because I'm very much a laissez faire person. Here's the thing. And I, I, I will admit this. Because I'm in Boston spending time with my parents, I am quarantining very differently than I would if I were alone. If it were just me, I might do more. But I've got, you know, old people, but old people were leaving me money. So perhaps I should go out more. Yeah. (laughs) We're in it, honey. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's been uh, it's been weird. But, you know, again, I think this has become a social life. And the fact that I just sit there and like you, I sit there and say, I think I'm going to do a show about. Oh, I don't know about 60 sitcoms. Let me ask Charles if he has anything to say about that. And then I say, and then we're like, yeah, okay, let's do it. I know it's embarrassing that I'm so available, though. (laughs) I've never. I am taking it as a. I can't do it today. I am taking it as a compliment and I'm going on the assumption you are turning people down. (laughs) I I, I just say yes to everything. some Some of the things I've said yes to. Oh, I don't know. Oh, can we talk about? Well, I'm not. We're not going to name them. But there was that one reading oh. that I sat there watching you, and I texted you saying, <laughs> "You look like you're in hell." And you know, it's funny. In theory, that seemed like it was going to be so much fun. Well, without without you know exposing people, just what it was 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 <laughs> this group in L.A. that do. Uh, readings of screenplay famous screenplays and and it's a drinking game and really that that's that's the thing and they used, they before the pandemic they did it live and and the yeah. idea is 
they get these actors and, and there's certain keywords that when certain keywords they have to take a drink and and I get I guess it's fun for the audience and for the actors to see them progressively getting drunker before the thing's over but they made a huge mistake of asking me to play this big famous lady's ro starring role that I don't in a want great to role for you and so I, I I was I was the wrong the wrong one you know frankly yeah. I, I really wanted to play the thing so i was really doing it well and right everybody else was drunk and laughing and you were so serious and really giving a performance principal. i was a high school principal and you know so i i was really the the wrong note in a sense even though i was quite i loved everything about it everything but we may we'll do that maybe we'll just like do a bootleg version of that script sometime on this show who knows all right Charles, I love you. I have to move on, Seriously. but I love you. I love you, and I got to get rid of you oh, before you fall out of your chair. But thank you so much for always being there for me <laughs> and for just being my friend. I, I'm just crazy about you, Billy. I feel like we've really actually gotten closer during this pandemic. All the hours <laughs> that we've talked, talked on the air, it's like therapy. We're, we've been in group It therapy, has been. Maybe. Yeah, I love you. Great. Have a happy new year, and I will yeah. talk to you soon. I'm sure you'll be yeah. back here in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm available. Bye-bye. Okay, <laughs> Bye, honey. Oh, my God, so much fun. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, another clip. Okay, here's a clip. Um, you know, sex is a very popular topic on this show. Don't ask me why, but it is. You know, I just want to sit and watch Charles Bush fall out of a chair again. Anyway, I know he didn't fall out of a chair. The computer fell. Anyway, we talk about sex a lot on this show. So here's a little montage about sex. Peter Mark Jacobson. Hey, Petey. Hey, guys. How you doing, Hi, Franny? Hi, Billy. Look, Franny, he's got his shirt on. <laughs> Peter well, is known this, for taking his shirt off for photos. After, oh, after I this, I always little, tell him, "Don't do that." I know after, you do. <laughs> after this uh, edithon, I'm not going to be taking it off very often. Yeah, his friend noticed lately. He's been posting videos about eating a box of cookies. I'm like Peter. That so is unlike him. Food. Well, it's not really unlike him before he was gay. Well, <laughs> okay. Now you, Peter, at that time you were not out. I don't no. even know if you knew you were gay. Fran clearly didn't know you were gay, but you had a sensibility that they asked you to do this role, or you asked you to do this role. How did that? Yeah, reason, but who's they? We were right <laughs> yeah. Who is they? He, yeah, did, you he did everything, including write the scene, probably. Probably. I, I thought it was really funny. I thought the whole. You know, when you live in denial, it's, uh, <laughs> it, comes <out. laughs> it comes out some way. Yeah, um, no, a lot of people said that the nanny had like a gay humor to it. Oh, it and certainly it did. did. It did. And I well, think that's the boy women on it look like drag queens. <laughs> well, you know, let us show a picture. Was this the Emmys, Fran? Yeah, uh, the Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Uh, Golden Globes, I think. Okay, now those are real flowers. Correct. Look up. Now I don't think anyone other than a drag queen would have worn that. <laughs> uh, and guess who told me to do it? <laughs> yeah, the straight, the straight husband. Uh, <laughs> and they always say, "How did you not know?" So here's the deal. Um, okay. I. 
met a guy, married him in two weeks, right. you know, and sex in the, yeah, I'm, a, you know, I'm the marcher, I'm the women's liberal. We're talking my generation was out there fighting for women's rights, but um, you didn't have sex until you got married. Right. So, you know, when I was uh, 18, I thought I wanted to have sex. So I married this guy that I knew for two weeks. <laughs> So you married him just for the sex. I married him for the sex. And uh, and then after the weekend, I didn't like him, I realized. And, <laughs> and so I know. So I got divorced. So now but I'm. This is the guy. I got to interrupt you. This is the guy who you said that the honeymoon night, the sex was not good. It was disastrous. Yes. What happened? If you what don't happened? mind. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I had no experience. I didn't know what to expect. So I was very disappointed. Um, <laughs> so but, nothing, but was, nothing was, was it, about this relationship at all. Was he the one was now that he's the father of your daughter? Yes. But yes. he also said that how could I be the father when we never did it? Well, it was kind of like the not quite happening young sperm, as long as they don't touch the air, are very active, and the doctors and everybody. It's like the virgin birth, so everybody... Yeah, because I'm thinking to myself, Lonnie, I've yeah. heard about an immaculate yeah. conception in another book, and yeah. I didn't buy that I know. either. I know. It so. was close. <laughs> close. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty... He had powerful <laughs> swimmers, is what you're telling me. Yeah, powerful me. swimmers. And... <laughs> Oh, my God. We've had so much fun on this show. Here's one of the things that shocked me when I was going through clips last night. Again, because most of these people are my friends. Everyone is very comfortable around me, including just sort of letting me see how they live. Um, and for whatever reason, everybody on my show has this obsession with gates. The gates of their houses. They're always working on the gates. So here is what I'm calling the gates montage. Hey, are you done over there? So what now? <coughs> Finished. Okay. So uh, is the side gate locked? Right. Okay. So let me just let you out here. It'll be easier for me. Go ahead, sweetie. Go yeah. Ahead. Look how nice the house is. Oh, my God. So clean. Oh, yeah. That's well, another thing I discovered about <laughs> myself. I'm a good... Uh, well, I'm, I'm what they call a balabusta. Okay, you're doing you it all. Out, yourself. Look at and that. I'll okay, bye. After I close the door behind it's, it's you. Don't know with, the, with the paint because I, I brought the paint and the oh Jesus and the texture. Yeah. And outside is eighty dollars for all the. Okay. Eighty dollars. Okay, great. Lovely people. It's so interesting. Four. <laughs> Let him tell him to eat and come in, but I have to finish doing this Zoom with Billy first. I just had to get my, I just had to get my gate fixed, so the guys. That's all right, baby. So, but anyway, Scotty, um, like this, this Scotty go. Hi, Scotty. What do you got to get in that gate for? I'm on with Billy. See, I see him on Zoom. Why do you need the big gate? What? See, Scotty Gomez. Just three I times, see Scotty. Three time NHL, um, you know, brought home the Cup winner. Yeah, he you know, you always have a lot of hot guys gate? around. That's like actually, a, yeah, I know he, he's an Alaskan on ice skates. Who even thought? Yeah, Why I you know. gotta, Can you believe this shit? Why you gotta get in the gate today, Billy? <laughs> I don't know. 
Why does he need to get in the gate? And who is Scotty Gomez? Could somebody look him up and possibly do a credit check on him? You know, things don't always go smoothly here. We talked about Charles Bush, who is still watching backstage, regaled by my charming anecdotes. Um... We had a couple of shows. Freddie keeps texting me because after Charles Bush, Freddie's favorite guest is Ed Asner. And we had a disastrous first attempt with Ed Asner. So we ended up doing two shows with Ed Asner. And we talked, I don't know, two and a half hours. I mean, it was forever. And uh, I'm not sure if Ed actually knew who I was. And he wasn't sure why he was doing this show. Take a look. You still tour up until the pandemic. You were still out on the road. So yeah. what that keeps you going? Is it just you like the adventure? Well, I wasn't looking forward to this conversation. Uh, thank you but, very much. But, but, <laughs> but you and your questions and your reintroduction to some of my past some of it. enlivened me, inspirited me. And I eagerly took the bait. That's my job, is to bait you, Ed Asner. I'm a temptress. See, Charles, you're not the only one who's a temptress. I weasel them into being saying things they wouldn't normally say. And laughing about things they wouldn't normally laugh. Our most popular show on Billy Masters Live was we got Lainey Kazan and Michelle Lee together. I should say, because Charles is sitting backstage, that one of the times Charles came in and you saw that in the drop-ins montage is we tried to have Lainey and Michelle together once earlier and uh, Lainey was ill. And I just frantically called Charles Bush and said, I need you. And he's like... <laughs> His first words to me were, who dropped out? <laughs> so I, as it turned out, it was um, Lainey Kazan dropped out and it was with Michelle Lee. And they had just done a benefit reading of Tale of the Allergist's Wife. Anyway, we finally got Lainey and Michelle together. And this is what happens when you get good friends together. And that's the magic of this show. If there's any magic, it is the chemistry. And if you get the right people together, a little magic can happen like this. When I am at Mark Sendroff sleeping, I sleep under this picture. Ah! <laughs> Now, oh I'm, not, I'm oh not sure, but I think Frank Sinatra took that picture. <laughs> picture again. I want to see that picture again. I want to see it. <laughs> those are the beads I showed. Oh, do you still got those beads, Slaney? There you go. And then what I enjoy is that what Lainey then says, I'm putting out a CD. Here's one of the outtakes. We'll just put it on the cover. Lainey, you know, Lainey, a lot of people use wind machines. Lainey uses a hose. Just hose me down and I'm ready to go. Oh, my God, Billy. That's hilarious. God. <laughs> You know, being told you're hilarious by Lady Kazan is pretty much something. Um, we uh, but we did 
talk about Lainey and Michelle historically, uh, aside from being good friends for years since Bravo Giovanni on Broadway, they there was drama in their relationship because Lainey was cast in the musical Seesaw. She was fired by Michael Bennett. She was still doing the show while they were re- while rehearsing her replacement, Michelle Lee, who was her good friend wasn't a good situation. I'm not going to play the whole clip. You want to go watch it, go watch it. Like, it's got up to 7,000 people have watched it. But um, it all came together and they became friends again as it works out on New Year's Eve. Take a look. Years later. Are you emotional? Yeah. <laughs> who's, if there was a New Year's party at who's Yeah, there was. Uh, at, uh, what's her name? Lee. Grant. Grant. Lee Grant's house. Oh, Lee sorry. I know these I haven't seen Lainey. We're all singing. Old and this Lainey. is how many years later? Like 12? 20. Was it like 20? No, I don't know. 20? Might have been. Um, no, 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 10. Let's say. I don't let's, know. Let's, what's the difference? 15. Okay. So now she's across the room. First time you're in the same room. Pardon me? First time you're in the same room. Yes. Yeah. That we know of. Yeah. And there was a big table with a buffet with all kinds of food on it. And there were a lot of actors and people we knew. And I knew Lainey, Lainey was across that table. It was like at the my end of the, the table. Mm-hmm. I was and at one end. How do I, God, what am I going to do? Right? So everybody, see, I can start crying now too. Everybody started singing. And for whatever reason, we locked eyes across the table and we were singing with locked eyes and came forward and we held on to each other and have never left each other since then. Never, never, never. And never will. And never will. Do you know what? Well, it is a New Year's Eve story, and it's almost New Year's Eve here. And so, you know, any excuse to drink. So now we've got, this looks a little dark. This almost looks like a urine sample. But while I drink, um, oh, we did celebrate gay pride. And uh, we had uh, somebody who had appeared with me at LA Pride from Australia check in. So, I mean, you know, again, unbelievable people have dropped by. Hi, everyone. This is Olivia Newton-John, and I wanted to wish you all the most wonderful 50th anniversary of LA Pride. And I know with Billy Masters and Mama as your virtual co-host, it's going to be a fantastic event. So, happy Pride! Olivia Newton-John. This is really good. Um, I'm going to end with... um, Perhaps the crowning achievement, you know, getting Michelle and Laney was tough, but I got people together from the film version of Hairspray, the television version of Hairspray, the Broadway version of Hairspray, and the national tour of Hairspray, and we did a giant scene with the Tracy from the film version, Nikki Blonsky, and Garrett Clayton, who is the link from the television version, and some other guests. So enjoy the Billy Masters players in a full scene from Hairspray.
Okay, backlot where we left off with everyone meeting and greeting. Motormouth Mabel. Oh, hold on. I got to get ready. Okay, Motormouth Mabel enters the room. There's platters of tunes and food on the table. What else would you expect from Miss Murdermouth Mabel? <laughs> Mama, I brought home some friends. For the love of music, come on in. Well, if it isn't the ever sparking Sir Link Larkin. <laughs> Always nice to see you, Miss Murdermouth. I'm Penny Lou Pingleton, and I'm very pleased and scared to be here. Well, aren't you a cutie? This is just so afrotastic. I'm Seaweed's friend, Tracy. May I say how thrilled I am to meet you? I miss your show. And I enjoy you on Corny. It's all thanks to Seaweed. That's nice of you to say. Now come on in and let's start to spin. And they start to dance the Dirty Boogie. This is interesting. It's the Dirty Boogie. Why can't we dance together like this on TV? Wouldn't that be something? Well, why not? Oh, you think we haven't tried? We've talked to the station. We presented the mayor. We've even petitioned the governor. And what do we get? Negro Day. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone begins to dance together when the door opens and Amber, oh, now I'm Amber. Amber enters and she sees Link and runs to him. Link! What are you doing in this huge crowd of minorities? Trying to fit in. Why are you here? When I didn't show up under the bleachers, I followed you in my new car. I'm glad you came. Here, jump on in. The door opens again and Velma wearily enters. She runs to protect her daughter. Amber! Amber, is that you? Yes, I'm me. Oh. <laughs> My baby, well, has anyone touched you? Too late to hustle. You, we've been seen by Von Tussle. Motormouth, what's going on here? Are you brainwashing these children? We're only dancing. Oh, I should have known you would be at the bottom of this barrel. <laughs> <laughs> the door up and opens again, and now Edna, carrying a takeout bag, enters. Tracy? Oh, that was you I saw. Wilma! Come on, it was the kids I seen. Mama, what are you doing here? I had a sudden craving for chicken and waffles, so we drove up to Ruby's takeout across the way. Hello, everyone. I'm Tracy's mom. So you're what spawned that? Excuse me? <laughs> I guess you two are living proof that the watermelon doesn't fall far from the vine. Tracy, be a dear and hold mommy's waffles. <laughs> Edna advances towards Velma when the door opens and Wilbur comes in. All right, a party. Anyone for chicken and waffles? If we get any more white people in here, we'll be a suburb. Motormouth, <laughs> I will deal with you later. Amber, 
Let's get back to the right side of the tracks if the cars are still there. Velma holds the door open for Amber. Let's go, Link. Amber, you're being rude to these people. Amber, come. Link, come. Amber, go. Amber is dumbstruck and then forces, whatever happened to the spiceless, spineless boy I fell in love with? Mother, come. With pleasure. And they're gone. Edna. I didn't care for them. Are all white people like that? No, just most. Oh, I know how we can start changing things. If kids saw us all dancing together on TV, they'd realize that we're not so different after all. You saying that you and Link would be willing to dance with us on Negro Day? Oh, Tracy. No, we're not dancing on Negro Day. You're going to crush White Day. White Day is every day. You got to be more specific. <laughs> it's Mother Daughter Day on the show. How's that for a specific thing? Miss Motormouth, you work for the station. They can never turn you and the Lionez away. And once the two of you break the barrier, we'll all be free to dance on TV. That thinking's downright revolutionary. We'll set off sparks like Rosa Parks. Hold it, children. Think it through. What if they call the cops? Then we'll walk off the show together. There's Link and me, and I'm sure we can get others. No dancers, no show. This daughter of yours is a pistol. We've always taught her to do what's right and give correct change. Wait, Tracy, you can't. They'll fire you for sure. If I'm the only one. But if it's all of us. Whoa, 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 no, I can't. I'm sorry. I like these people, but whether or not they dance on TV won't get me a recording contract. I'm not like you. You've got brains and personality and talent. Me? The Miss Hairspray contest is my one chance to be seen nationwide. I'm not throwing away my shot. You don't think segregation is wrong? Sure. I guess. But why, why is it my problem? Come on. I'm leaving, and you should too. Link, you and me together. I was just starting, Link. Me too. But I don't know. I, it's getting too complicated. And then there's Amber. Sorry, little darling. Link makes a beeline out the door. Tracy is lost. I'm sorry, Tracy. Edna gently comforts Tracy. Oh, Mama. How could I think that Link Larkin would ever care about someone like me? And why wouldn't he? You're a beautiful girl. And it's just... Boys are not the brightest thing. <laughs> Still, you give him time, I'm sure he'll figure out he's crazy about you. You have to say that. I'm my mother. I'm more than your mother. I'm a woman in love. We know stuff. But Tracy, is he right? Should you be risking your career? I never would have gotten on the show without Seaweed. This is payback time. That's my girl. 
Okay. So this is how it's going to go tomorrow. Everyone bring your mothers. And daughters. And meet us around the corner from the studio and make signs. And put words on them. Mortermouth, <laughs> you and little Inez will walk in first. Me and Mama will be right behind you. Excuse me? They'll never be able to shove them out the door with us blocking it. Tracy, I'm sorry, but no one said anything about my having to appear on television. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I simply cannot appear on TV at my present weight. What's weight got to do with it? Ain't nobody ever tossed this sofa to the curb for being too comfortable. <laughs> oh, but Miss Motocross, you're a celebrity. But I am a simple housewife of indeterminate girth. The bigger the girth, the more your work. Mr. Turnblad, you don't mind that the missus here is an ample American, do you? Not at all. I think of her as prime real estate. <laughs> now you're singing to the choir. <laughs> and singing. Oh. The fact that I got those people together, I just love it. You know, I was going to end with the New Year's Eve story, but I thought, you know, a little hairspray gives you hope for the future. That's it. That's Billy Masters Live, an hour 45. I scheduled it to be an hour 40. We only went five minutes over. This is a record for this show. Anyway, I'm a little drunk. But I have enjoyed Every moment, mostly, with all of you who have watched. I want to thank you all for watching. I want to thank you all for supporting me. Those of you who have been guests, I want to thank you for being my friends. I want to thank you for giving of your talent freely. Nobody's making any money on this show. It's only costing me hundreds, if not thousands. Um, and that's it. That's the year. That's 2020. And um, we will be back in 2021 for season two. But I think there's a lovely place to just sort of pause and reflect and sleep. So probably around the second week of January, maybe the third, look for an announcement. Season two will be here. We will still be here Tuesdays and Thursdays. In the meantime, if you have nothing better to do, you can watch all the old shows right there, billymasters.com slash TV. Um, and while you're there, check out the column, read, subscribe. We have no subscribers. And I don't blame you. None of you are working. None of you have money, so I get it. But, you know, do what you can. Wait, I haven't even looked at comments. I'm, all, I'm looking. Rocky Duran uh, Happy New Year, Billy. Your show has helped make 2020 more fun. That's, frankly, all I care about. Uh, Dan in L.A., uh, thanks for today. I appreciate that. Robert L., my dear friend, thanks for us help us getting through 2020. You know, I don't know if I do or not, but I, uh, I'm trying. And David Levesque. Uh, happy New Year. Thank you. On that note, I think that's the perfect way to end. Happy New Year. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Get some sex if you can safely. You know, send me some pictures or videos. I love those. Okay. This has been Billy Masters, and this is Billy Masters Live. And for the last time of 2020, I'm going to say it. If we're here, we're live. Bye, guys. Happy New Year. <laughs>